Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Sea Dogs podcast. All things Scarborough Athletic FC, hosted by me, Paddy Billington, lifelong Scarborough fan. And brought to you by This Is The Coast, the local commercial radio station for the Yorkshire coast and the radio station that provides full-match commentary on our sister station, This Is The Coast Extra, for every Scarborough game home and away. So, coming up this episode, well, this is exciting, isn't it? Two games to go. And as we record this, we've got Telford this weekend away. Big, big game. And then it's the final league game next Saturday at home against Banbury. In the middle of that, we've got the North Riding Senior Cup final at the LNAR Community Stadium in York. Could we have the playoffs wrapped up, or at least our playoff position wrapped up, uh, by the time we get to York? That would be nice, wouldn't it? But you've just got this feeling it's going to come down to the final day. Anyway, on this episode, and it is a bumper edition, we're going to be speaking to Chris Pilmer about what is going on this weekend. It's a very special Volleyball Sea Dogs trip. We've got Borough fans entertaining on the mic. We've got some special food and drink, and we've got loads of people heading to Telford in fancy dress. Plus, we're going to be speaking to some of the medical team as well. Chris Machin and also Becky Hildreth as well. They've been to St George's Park. Yeah, I know. Look at them getting some qualifications. Uh, we're going to find out more about their roles with the club very soon. This is the post. Firstly, a big thank you for your continued support for the Sea Dogs podcast. Since our last episode, we've absolutely smashed the 10,000 downloads mark. In fact, we're well on our way to 11,000 downloads of the Sea Dogs podcast. And don't forget, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify, iTunes, and always at thisisthecoast.co.uk. And also don't forget to check out the official Scarborough Athletic FC podcast, hosted by Charlie Hopper, Andy Thorpe, and Chris Marson. Lots of uh, guests, a real in-depth uh, podcast of interviews, with players and staff and you can get that way wherever you get your podcast from as well right let's start this episode with a chat with chris pilmer he's been on a couple of times before from valley bar sea dogs who do an amazing job of sorting out away travel so chris would you say this weekend is going to be the biggest away trip of the season yeah in terms of um you know party fun and that it will be definitely you know we're uh Obviously, took a lot to Darlington, but you know this will be uh, one of the best days I think this season. Just talk us through it then. Uh, when you leave, and what the plan is for the day, and how people are going to be celebrating this final away trip of the season. Yeah, we've got um, Marson and Co doing some filming for us about the away day as well. So they're they're going to turn up at Contrast Cafe on Saturday morning at seven. Um, we're all enjoying our breakfast like normal. Bus leaves at eight o'clock. We're going down to Telford. We've got a bar club um, down there where. Two of the uh, Scarborough supporters are going to be singing for us. Um, a lot of people coming in fancy dress, so it should be a really good day. Yeah, lots of people are going to be turning up in fancy dress. That's going to look quite interesting on the terraces, isn't it? Telford won't know what's hit them. Yeah, and and in the commentary box as well, I believe. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Taylor. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it should be a really good day. Yeah. What are you wearing? Ah, oh, that was a secret. Oh, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few not saying, so there should be some interesting outfits, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when you're all together on the terrace, that's one thing. I do I do uh, worry for Ant uh, in the commentary box, you know, in the main stand, uh, especially having seen his outfit. Um, that's going to be uh, that's going to be quite interesting, but good on him, good on him. Um, yeah, at least it's on the radio, not on the telly. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I'm sure there'll be some pictures doing the rounds. Um, and yeah, like 
like I say, we've got Marson and Co coming with us that are filming the whole day for us, and we're hoping to put out a promotional video for before the beginning of the next season, so we can encourage more members to join us. <laughs> yeah, uh, with everyone in fancy dress and uh, with with people singing. That'd be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a, just a normal away day for right. us. This. Yeah. Might put might put people off, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be careful. Um, uh, I yeah. suppose it depends what the outfits are like. Uh, but it, it coincides with such a huge game. I think everyone really believes that three points are needed. Yeah, yeah, that is a must. I think on Saturday, obviously Telford have uh, been relegated already, but uh, yeah, must that we get three points and stay in that uh, playoff place. Yeah, I mean it's going to come down to the final day of the season, isn't it? I'm sure, really. Yeah, I think I think if we get three on Saturday, we should. Be, there's a few teams that can't catch us then, so hopefully uh, the three points will be on the way back to Scarborough on Saturday evening. Yeah, and just reflecting back on the season, you'll you'll know now pretty much how many people have travelled to away games. Um, certainly, many more than last season. What's it looking like as a grand total then for for league games? Well, for all games. Yeah. As I said to you earlier in the season, we did, we'd set a target of nine uh, of a thousand. Last year was just short of that. Um, with Saturday's total of a hundred and five, I think there is on Saturday, it'd be nearly fifteen hundred. So, yeah, that's that's amazing, isn't it? Fantastic, fantastic. And of course, there'll be plenty of people travelling uh, themselves in cars as well. Let's not forget that. Um, but that's plenty with the Valley Bar Sea Dogs bus. And also, just mention the fundraising because. That has been incredible, hasn't it? The £10,000 goal to help uh, raise funds for the fan zone. You've absolutely smashed that out of the water yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah, within five weeks we reached the 10000 mark. Some big generous donations from um, our core. I can't name individuals or fans, but some very fantastic. But everything that's been given has been great. Um, you know, and we're going to carry on till the end of July. We've got a quiz night and um, the draw, the square draw coming up at, in May. So that'll be another boost. Um, I think there's there's nearly 300 squares sold at £5 a square. So that's £1,500 there. So um, it's been it's been great response from everybody. Yeah. And then, you know, come next season, uh, home matches, the experience is going to be even better, isn't it, for, for fans with, with the new away end as well, which helps for away supporters. Um and and home fans too actually getting the whole adverset stand back that's all good yeah it'll be create a better atmosphere I know there's a few moans about singing at home games but um, and away games are really good for singing because everybody's stood in one place so hopefully next year with the with the uh, marquee moving behind the goal and everything else it'll be great down there yeah absolutely uh, what are your score predictions for the Telford game and uh, where do you see his finishing Chris in the league, um, three-one on Saturday to Scarborough, of course, and uh, I'm hoping fifth. Yeah, I, I have. I just yeah, fifth seems to be a place that we've sort of hung around quite a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to fourth, but um, be happy with fifth. I think. All right, thanks so much for your time, Chris. Up the All borough. Right. Can't wait to see the outfit. Up the borough, Paddy. Yes, cheers, Paddy. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. And thank you to Chris Pilmer from Valley Bar Sea Dogs joining me on episode 15 of the Sea Dogs podcast. Oh, what an amazing atmosphere it's going to be uh, with so many Borough fans travelling down, either with Valley Bar Sea Dogs or individually, and many in fancy dress as well. With all that extra entertainment and with what's at stake as well in the game, it's just going to be 
incredible. What a time to be supporting Scarborough Athletic FC. Right, let's move on to two more guests now who are part of the medical team. You might have seen uh, a post this week from the football club, uh, a picture of Christy Machin and Becky Hildreth at St George's Park getting some uh, extra qualifications. And I thought, actually, what a great opportunity to get them on to talk about their role with the football club on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. Christian Machin, your first team sports therapist. How long have you been involved with the club? Ooh, on and off um, since 2013. That is a long time then, isn't it? It's 10 years, isn't it, really? Uh, yeah, we've had a, um, a break in between for a couple of seasons. There was a vacancy this year. Uh, due to another staff member having uh, work commitments, so uh, I was asked to, to come back. I'm very happy to do so. Yeah. So, what is your day to day role? Ooh, it can be quite varied. So, uh, first and foremost, um, training. Training is obviously really important to the players. We're in kind of 20, pretty much twenty four hour communication with the squad about any issues that they have, any um, injury, niggles as such. Um, so we advise them um, like verbally of what they need to do until we can actually see them and assess them at training, which takes uh, place at York St. John um, University. Uh, so then when we see them, we can... Um, then update the uh, update the coaching and the management staff uh, to, as to their availability and the, the, the really good the, uh, the management they always kind of take what we have to say as um, as verbatim really to say yeah if the player can can or can't play. Obviously, as the seasons have progressed and Scarborough have risen through the leagues, I mean, these decisions that you are making with the players, the conversations you're having, it, it all becomes even more important, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the medical staff we have, obviously, uh, Becky Cox and Becky Hildreth, we, uh, we're fans of the, of the club too, so there's nothing that we want more to see our players out on the pitch, but... We have a, a duty of care to the to the players individually to say you're not right. This could be detrimental to you. Could be detrimental to to the to the team if we give you the go ahead to play. Yeah, um, you, you're dealing with lots of different personalities. I suppose inevitably, it's like anyone, isn't it? Anyone who goes to the doctor sometimes they'll, they'll self-diagnose. I mean, do you find that sometimes where you're in a, a bit of a battle? I suppose you know, trying to give the advice, your professional advice, but they've had a dozen injuries like this. I mean, yeah, yeah, they can, they, they can do. I mean, uh, obviously, an issue is that with Google's so ready available for for players. So if they if they get a, a bit say a bit of a, a niggle on a on a Sunday, and they um, and then they look at the signs and symptoms up, and then all of a sudden, you know, the legs about to fall off, and it, it's kind of our job to just reassure them, kind of calm them, and say, look, we'll we'll assess it properly when we get to uh, when we get to training. So try not to panic and kind of manage their expectations as well. Yeah, and it's fair to say, isn't it, that you are a supporter of the club as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think we, we went, like I say, when I had um, <clears throat> a couple of seasons off, I don't think we, uh, myself and my uh, wife and my, my children, missed a game. We we went to pretty much every home game, and then also travelled to quite a lot of away games, and it was yeah, it was lovely. So, but now they're kind of tucked up in the stand behind me when on a on a home game, so it's nice to see them as well 
Yeah, and it. I mean, that's quite unusual, isn't it? Right across the the management team and the the, the backroom team. I mean, it's made up of of Scarborough people, of local people. Um, it's it's really quite something, and it's it's part of the success of the of the club. I would say. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. I think um, I think we're quite unique, really, that across the board, across the, the the management team and the the coaches, and obviously the medical the medical staff and. Everyone is from Scarborough. I mean, by by uh, apart from uh, Ingy, yeah, we're all we're all Scarborough born and bred, and and we've got you know, kind of like a lot of emotional investment into the club. Kind of drives us a bit. And yeah, a couple of games to go. Then, what can you tell us uh, about what what you expect from the last couple of games in terms <coughs> of how, how the players are doing? What your expectations are, really, as well as a fan? Well, I mean, expectations are always that um, excuse me <coughs> that we that we do well, and given the, um, the the group of players that we've got, <coughs> sorry, that um, they're they're. Uh, and I love for playing for the club for the, each other is is second to none really they're an absolutely amazing group and to be honest I think the, the majority of them would play on with a broken leg if they could do that's what their that's what their commitment is to the team Chris thanks so much for your time well done for all you do with the club uh, I know that you're a big fan and uh, we're, we're very lucky to have you involved with the club so thank you so much yeah no worries up the borough so that's Chris Mayshin. We'll speak to Becky Hildreth, uh, also part of the medical team, in just a few moments. And we're going to have to get um, other Becky on, aren't we, at some point? We can't have other Becky missing out, can we? But uh, Becky Hildreth on very, very shortly. Um, just a little bit of news for now. We'll do some more in a bit. Um, as the season comes to this very exciting and nail-biting finish, the end-of-season awards night is uh, definitely a night worth uh, attending and celebrating. You can join the team at the Crown Spa Hotel in Scarborough for a delicious two-course dinner, followed by the end-of-season awards presentation. It's Friday the 19th of May, um, and arrival from 7.30. Tickets are £25 per person, and you can book them at the Scarborough Athletic website, scarboroughathletic.com. Right, Becky Hildreth, welcome to the Sea Dogs Podcast, episode 15. We've been speaking to Chris. Uh, just tell us about your role with the club and, and your history at the club, please. So I started in January last year, um, just as a student. So I came, you have to do so many hours for your university um, degree. Um, so I started as a student and then just sort of stayed. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm employed by the club uh, this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, part of the team now. Great. Well, we've just been speaking to Chris. Obviously, we've got you on as well. And Becky is also part of that team. And she's been involved for quite a while, hasn't she? Yeah, I think she's been there. I think it's her seventh season, I think, with um, either sixth or seventh season with Scarborough. So, yeah, been there a while. (laughs) Yeah. And just tell us what it is like doing the job then, the highs and lows of the job that you do. (laughs) Well, I I love love working there. There is few highs few lows it depends um all depends on whether you get a bad injury or or a, a good injury but yeah it's, it's fun the the all the lads are fun the team the coaches the gaffer they're all really 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 great to work with and the whole of scarborough um going right up to the board and the chairman they're all it's just a great team to work for um and so say the highs um, probably when we win things <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the lows are obviously when we lose but the when you're getting a really bad injury like obviously like Kula last week um, 
things like that when it's it, it's not not great news and there's not much you can do other than um, sort of wait to see what the results come back with um, and then and then go from there. <laughs> yeah, and I guess part of the job is trying to prevent those injuries in the first place, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you're yeah. always you're always trying to uh, encourage the players uh, to look after themselves, uh, to yeah. warm up right and have the right nutrition. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, we've got. We've got the S&C coach now, Ollie. Um, so he's he's uh, the strength and conditioning coach. So he sort of deals with that side now, whereas before it used to be sort of our role to do that. Um, and Ollie started with us last year. Um, so he does sort of all that side now. So he looks after the boys, sort of prehab work, um, get keeping them fit. And then obviously we, if there's an injury or if the boys um, do anything, then it's up to me, Becky and Chris, to get them back up to health. And then Ollie takes over um, getting them back on the pitch. There's so many of them as well, isn't there? That's the thing. It's uh, it's a big <laughs> yeah. squad of people to keep yeah. an eye on and look after. That that must be one of the biggest challenges. Um, it is quite hard. I think it's good because there's three of us. Because um, I also work with the reserves as well with um, Sasha, who's the other reserves physio. Um, but I also do some work with the academies too. So if any of the academy, like the younger players, um, need any help, then I do that. Um, so it's it's nice that there's three of us in the first team. So obviously we, I do other things as well as as well as the first team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much time are you putting into into the job? You know, obviously we'll, we'll see everything that goes on on a match day, and, yeah, and you imagine this. You imagine the stuff obviously before and after a game. But how how many hours are you putting in in this role? Quite quite a lot. It's not just being on the pitch. Um, it's all the work that comes behind it. Like obviously we we train, so we train in York. So it's being there in York so it's a travelling time obviously travelling to the away games like for example I think it was um, my Peterborough game so it was a Tuesday night and it was 12 hours that we were on the road um, and then back again but also it's it's all the work behind it so it's prepping the players um, before training before the game so strapping them up if they need ankle strappings or anything like that um, it's not just what you see on the pitch is hours and hours and hours of work that go behind the scenes um, which sometimes it, it, it is it's hard work being so busy um, but it is rewarding and you're so studying as well aren't you you're doing an awful yes. lot of studying at the moment <laughs> yeah I've got um, five weeks left about, yeah about four or five weeks left at uni um, and then I'm, I'm done that's, that's my my three years done finally and then what's the plan then um, the plan is just to stay with Scarborough so I, I've um, also started working in a private clinic in Driffield so I do that two days a week um, and then obviously Scarborough the first team um, so when I'm not with the first team I'm with the reserve team um, so that's that keeps me busy yeah yeah, it <laughs> so will that, do won't it yeah. plan. so the plan is to do the clinic um, and stay with the first and the reserves yeah, and I was speaking to Chris about, um, you know, how and he was talking about how, how Google's there now, so, you know, players can often try and self-diagnose. So do you find yourself in a bit of a battle sometimes with the players, yeah. trying to give yeah. them <laughs> the right advice, but they, they sometimes know best? Yeah, quite a lot. We, we do tend to have um, discussions about, <laughs> that's a nice word to put it, um, about how they should um, proceed if they get any, if they have any injuries. Um Obviously, we we can only advise and do what we think's best. At the end of the day, it's up to the player if they want to take our advice. 
Yeah. Um, so we just hope that they they listen to us and not. Google. <laughs> yeah, and let's not forget as well, I mean, these are part-time players, there's a lot of full-time teams yes. around, but yeah. at the end of the day, you know, they've got jobs, they've got their own lives, yeah. and, you know, it, it's not as if they're being monitored 24-7, unless no. that's something new that I don't know about. It's really hard, because obviously we are, we are all part, we are part-time, um, and some of them do have manual jobs. Um, some of the boys um, keep themselves really fit if they've got, like, an office job, um, like a sedentary job, Um so it's it's quite hard to keep track of who does what and making sure that they're trying to keep on track. But that's that's when obviously our Ollie we brought Ollie in last year, so he sort of helps he helps keep the boys on track with the fitness wise. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean when you see Scarborough play, whether they win or lose, it the, you never question the fitness. Actually, that's something that yeah. that you yeah. you know that the, in fact they they've often you know certainly last season as well they were they were often dominating towards the end of matches because uh, yeah. they were fit than most other teams in the league obviously there's a lot of uh, full time and very fit teams so it's evened out but uh, it's, it's never an issue is it really that is credit no, to everyone no, the boys, yeah the boys do keep on top of it and they are they are really good with that um, so that's they're a good they're a good team they do they listen to us if they need to do something so that's good <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they don't have a choice do they let's be honest <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks so much for your time score prediction for Telford away oh hopefully 2-0 yeah that'll do nicely to us <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. All right, thanks so much for your time. I'll let you get back right, to the uni stuff, yeah? All right. Thank you. Yeah, big thanks to Becky, who's uh, taking a few minutes out of uh, doing lots of uh, university stuff to have a chat with. I think she was relieved for the break, to be honest. From all, everyone does uh, so much work, don't they, uh, involved in the club in, in lots of different ways. Uh, let's have a quick look at some Scarborough Athletic news before we uh, try and tackle some permutations ahead of uh, this weekend's fixtures. So... We know Scarborough are going to be without Michael Coulson, Luca Colville and Kieran McGuckin. Uh, Dom Tier did play 60 minutes at the uh, the game against Buxton after a two-month layoff. Uh, what else can we tell you? Oh, yes. Uh, this is going to be great. Uh, we've got the 1973 FA Trophy um, 50-year anniversary on the 28th of April. Stephen Adamson, who else, has created a commemorative booklet to celebrate this occasion. You can buy it on the Scarborough Athletic website. And also... Um, Last weekend, the padded seat visited Scarborough Athletic. The padded seat is an online sensation. He visits football stadiums and showcases hospitality and premium experiences through viral review videos. The videos show fans exactly what hospitality experience looks like, from the interiors of lounges to food on a menu down to the price of a ticket. He's got a combined following of a million, and he's had many views on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn of his visit to Scarborough, which was all very, very positive. So thanks to the padded seat for coming and uh, doing such a good job of promoting the hospitality at Borough. And well done to all those who are involved in hospitality at the Flamingoland Stadium. You all do an amazing job. Right, permutations. Are you ready? We've uh, saved this bit to the end because... uh, well, it could give us a bit of a headache, actually, as we get into it. But let's try and work out um, who's playing who and who could get what and where Scarborough could be at the end of, of this weekend in the league. Let's look down from where Scarborough Athletic are. And we'll start with Alfreton Town. Uh, we were calling them Alfreton uh, on commentary until they, uh, they said, actually, Alfreton is how you pronounce it. So they are one point below Scarborough Athletic in the uh, table at the moment. In sixth position, they've won 16, drawn 17 and lost uh, just 10 this season. 65 points in the last five. They've won two, drawn two and lost one. And they've got a game in hand. And that game in hand will be on Wednesday away at Bradford Park Avenue. 
So this weekend they're playing uh, Blythe Spartans at home a team that have lost 19 of their 44 matches and lie just above the relegation zone. Plenty to play for for them. And then it is Bradford Park Avenue on Wednesday, a game Alfredton would be expected to win, you would think. And then it's a tough trip to Brackley Town on the final game of the season. Although Brackley have uh, not been in good form recently, they'll be wanting to keep hold of their playoff spots. Below Alfredton, we've got Gloucester City in seventh place, currently occupying the final playoff position. Uh, they've played 44, they've won 18, drawn 11 and lost 15 on 65 points. Again, just one behind Scarborough. They've won two, drawn two and lost one in their last five. So their final two games, away at Fastly Celtic, a game they would perhaps be favourites to win, you'd imagine. And then it's a home game against Chorley. That could potentially be a big six-pointer. Then we're looking at Darlington. Now, what a time they're having at the moment. They're in eighth place, just outside the playoffs. They've played 44 won 17 drawn 13 lost 14 and in their last five they've lost three and drawn two in the league if you go back further it's uh, it, it looks even worse but they're still just a point outside the playoffs two games to go and surely their look is going to change at some point before the end of the season surely but it's not going to be easy they're entertaining Kings Lynn Town at home this weekend and it's a tough trip to Peterborough Sports next Saturday and uh, Kings Lynn will. Uh, Kings Lynn have won their last five in a row. The informed team in the league holding first position, but Fylde have got a game in hand. Kings Lynn are a point ahead. Uh, they will be desperate to win that game at Darlington. Then it's Curzon Ashton, our old enemy. I think we'd be glad if we never had to play them ever again. To me, they are that team who've got the momentum towards the end of the season. And they've also got a game in hand as well. So they're playing Boston United at home this weekend. They'll fancy that. It's a home game on Tuesday against AFC Fylde. That's a bigger ask, of course, with Fylde having so much to play for. That'll be their game in hand. It could win them the league. And then it's an away trip to Kings Lynn Town. Tough fixtures, but they're tough for the opposition too. You wouldn't fancy playing Curzon Ashton at this stage in the season. And then we'll have a look at Buxton as well. Played 44, won 17, drawn 13, lost 14 on 64 points. A bit like Curzon Ashton and Darlington ahead of them. It is also tight. Buxton have won four and, and lost one in their last five. Another really informed team at the moment. And they'll be absolutely full of confidence as well. Which again, is what you want at this stage in the season. So their final two games are home to Brackley Town. Tough game. And away at Chester, tough game. However, Chester have uh, definitely bagged that third place in National League North and may well be uh, taking it easy to make sure that they've got a, a fit team for the playoffs. And then you've got Chorley. Played 44, won 16, drawn 15, lost 13. 63 points. They've lost three, drawn one and won one in their last five. They are at home to Peterborough Sports this weekend. And then it's that tough trip away to Gloucester City next weekend always worth remembering that some of these teams bidding for a playoff spot will be playing each other and we know that if Scarborough win both their games they will be in the playoffs they won't be catchable is in our hands of course we should mention Kidderminster Harriers as well in the mix they've played 44 won 17 drawn 12 lost 15 they've won the last four in a row actually um, and they're on 63 points their final games are Southport away and Kettering Town at home. And you'd like to think, from their point of view, they'd fancy their chances in both. Spennymore are the one other team that mathematically could get into the playoffs. They are four points behind Scarborough and they've won three and lost two in their last five. 
They're away at Banbury United uh, this weekend and then they're playing at home to Farsley Celtic. Two winnable games from their point of view. Well, it is a big weekend against relegated Telford, Scarborough, Athletic will be favourites to get the three points. That's the priority. If we get a few goals too, that could be crucial because of our poorer goal difference in the league amongst teams around us. It may well come down to the final game of the season, but we can go a long way this weekend to securing a playoff spot for Scarborough Athletic FC in their inaugural season in the National League North. Thank you so much for listening to episode 15 of the Sea Dogs podcast from This Is The Coast. Up the borough and don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and don't forget if you can't make these remaining borough games, four match commentary with Ant Taylor on This Is The Coast Extra supported by North East Security Shutters. This is the coast.co.uk forward slash extra. And if you were... Uh, if you are going to the Telford game, do say hello to Ant from us. If you dare go near him, he'll be wearing that outfit in that commentary box on his own. You're a brave man, Ant. Very, very brave man. <laughs>